Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 182 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on August the 20th, 2019. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Pete. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So, pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. It has been a whirlwind week, my friend. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah, two men in the mouse back, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening it up. Like, it has been a lot going on uh, in my for, for the, the Disney universe that kind of surrounds my life. Well, we have been dreaming about this for quite a while. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, this has been a topic of conversation going back to 2014 when the show first launched. Right. Like We've been talking about this for five. Before it was even announced, we've been talking about the possibility of Galaxy's Edge. And as I walked through those those hallowed gates um, on Saturday morning, I definitely had chills because I was thinking about just how long we've we've been waiting for this moment. It is really surreal, almost. Absolutely. And folks, our e-ticket attraction, we're going to be talking all about Galaxy's Edge. If you don't want to hear about Galaxy's Edge, if you want to go in completely unspoiled, um, then just listen to the news. We've got news this week, so believe it or not, even though we just did the news on Friday. Um, We've got plenty of news, so you you can listen to that and then take a break at the midway point of the show and pick it up after you've gone to Galaxy's Edge yourself. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we, we listeners have been asking questions that we're going to answer. Um, Let me just ask you real fast. I mean, do Disney fans like want to be like not spoiled? Some I of them sounds crazy. I want to go into my trip as prepped as possible. Some of them don't want to be spoiled. Like my friend Zach. I, mean, I get that. Like um, Morty Morty Monster's new uh, video where he vlogs in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just went up yesterday, and okay. my friend Zach, who's guest hosted the show a few times, was just like, "I'm sure it's great. I'm not going to watch till after September because I want to go in fresh." Okay. So I get that. I do get that. And the, there are other people that just kind of don't want the magic like ruined for them. Like I know people that get, will, will like, if you were to post a picture of Space Mountain with the lights on, I know people that would get very, very upset by that. Really? Yes. Well, I have a mini Galaxy's Edge story, but I'll save it then for the second half. Yeah, yeah. Let's save all our Galaxy's Edge talk for the second half. You got it. Uh, but I, I will be attending. Even though I've already gone, I will be going and documenting uh, the opening day as well on the 29th. I have a I have a whole crew coming with me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm trying to get a group of six so that we have a full Millennium Falcon cockpit. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because I, I want to be able to, like, bark orders from the pilot's chair and not have it be weird, like, right. to strangers. Uh, But we'll talk more about that later. We got the news this week brought to you by our good friend, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official 
travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse who's planning Pete's Disney World vacation. He's planned all of my trips. He's planned trips for many of you guys out there. And he does this all for no cost. Disney pays him a, um, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I, commission on all trips that he books. I used to be a salesperson and I didn't know the word commission. Uh, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about uh, being charged for a service. I know a lot of travel agents out there do like to charge like an extra service for their time. Dave doesn't do that. So everybody should look him up. Disney Dave W at Verizon.net or check him out on Facebook magical, as Magical Travel Dave. Um, worldwide news. Uh, we got one bit of worldwide news this week. Uh, the Have you seen what the cost, cast member costumes for the Skyliner are going to be look like are going yeah, to look like. It, I like them. They look like the Skyliner cars. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they've got like the same kind of color scheme, like a solid orange or blue or you know purple or like one of the one of the colors of the Skyliner cars with like the white like stripes that kind of like everything but the characters are pretty much right. on these costumes. I you Perfect. know what, and I know we've said this before, but do you but do you think there's going to be problems with the Skyliners where like people want to wait for specific characters i i genuinely don't think so i think at the end of the day this comes down to transportation right yeah i mean well listen i guess it depends on how close the cars are if i'm in this brown car and i see the next car is the haunted mansion car i guess in some way i'd want to go in it but i mean i'm pretty sure they're not decoed on the inside no no they're not really it makes no difference so do i think that um like reasonable normal people are going to do this? No. Do I think there's some crazy person who has to ride in that car? Yeah, and that mm. might be me, but I don't yeah. think it will. I think at the end of the day, I want to get where I'm going. You know, the main thing that people have been kind of focusing on with these um, Skyliner cars, and we're guilty of this as well because we talked about it at length, is the lack of an air conditioning unit inside the the Skyliner car. But I, da- I have seen in the design that the windows are like, like slits in the windows are open. And then when I was riding the ferry boat over to Magic Kingdom last week, I was just like thinking about like the Skyliners and feeling the breeze of the breeze hitting me in the face on the ferry boat. And I'm like, this is actually super refreshing. The Skyliner cars are going to be the exact same as this. Yeah, I know it sounds silly, but if Disney, I I trust them in this. I I can't imagine they would do this whole thing and it ends up they're just transporting people in like hot boxes. You know what I mean? Could you like, ima- could you imagine like they like if it, like they were just like, "Oh wait, people are sweating in here. We didn't foresee this in Florida." <laughs> I mean, there's no way. So, uh until I get in one, I can't really judge it, but but I'm not nervous about it being too hot. I totally understand that. Totally understand that. Okay, no Disney Springs news this week. Uh, resort news. The Tri-Circle D Ranch at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is being reimagined. Have you ever gone over to the Tri-Circle D Ranch like when, when you're waiting for Hoopty Doo or something? It's going to be like a different shape now? Uh, no, it's um, they are putting in new bar- a new barn. Uh, okay. So the Pony Farm and the Draft Horse Barn that are currently there are going to be closed down to make room for this big, beautiful new barn that's going to house all of the ponies and horses. Okay. So that sounds cool. Yep. So this uh, they just this started yesterday. So August nineteenth, the draft po- barn and pony farm have become temporarily inaccessible to guests until the new barn debuts in spring of twenty twenty. Wow. Um, guests can still enjoy pony rides at the Trailblaze Corral near the campground's entrance, and the resort's trail rides and carriage rides will continue to operate as normal. I'm excited. I like the Tri Circle D Ranch a lot. Um. 
I enjoy kind of like going through it and and seeing the animals uh, whenever I have like a Trails End, which I've been eating at Trails End a lot more than you think. Oh, okay. It's my favorite breakfast buffet on property because it's it's like out of the way, not hard to get um, reservations for. It's fun to just like take the boat there from the Magic Kingdom, and it's not very expensive. It's I believe under thirty dollars for the breakfast buffet, and it's got that pulled pork eggs Benedict. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, for 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 real. Um, no water park news this week, but we do have Magic Kingdom news and quite a bit of it. So we're going to spend some time here. Okay. Um, dates have been announced for Magic Kingdom after hours events for, uh, through March. Okay. So now just a reminder, all Disney after hours events tickets cost $125 plus tax for advanced purchase or $129 plus tax for day of purchases. So you're paying more for this after hours event then you are paying for a full day in the Magic Kingdom. Got it. Um, Disney Vacation Club members and annual pass holders receive discounted price of $95 plus tax. The event gives you access to the park for three hours after regular park hours, which means nearly no wait for attractions, and you can enter the park early at 7 p.m. on your event night before Disney After Hours begins. You receive ice cream, popcorn, and non-alcoholic beverages also as part of your admission. Uh, this is separately priced from a daytime park admission. So if you wanted to purchase a Magic Kingdom ticket but also wanted to do after hours, you're looking at a one park ticket that's costing you upwards of 230 bucks. You know, I've always kind of been against these things. I know. But I, I know but, people that swear by them. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think I've changed my mind on them. And I'll tell you why. I Don't get me wrong. I would like it to be one more hour. I feel like three hours is quick. Four hours... You know, and we're talking about something that's not special events like the Halloween parade and stuff like that. We're talking you're going there to ride rides, right? Yes. The same rides you can get during the day, but with much less weight. I would like it to be one more hour. I think that'd be kind of a little bit more bang for your buck. But I like the idea that they've kind of it's so absurdly priced that what they're saying is, is we get that it's crazy priced. This isn't for everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not for me. Like, I'm not doing this. I would never do it. But if you kind of have the money to blow and want the park much much less crowded here's a chance i don't hate it if they told me hey we've decided to close the park to everyone else early which might be the case mm-hmm. uh, i don't know then that seems not cool but I, just for what it is and just trying to kind of give it the exclusivity factor i, I don't really hate it it's again it's also an option well it's the park does something you the, can say no to the park closes at normal time right that's, okay that's a good thing but I mean, at $129 plus tax or $125 plus tax, you're looking at a ticket that costs more than not so scary for most of the Well, nights. odds are, I'm thinking if you're buying that ticket, you're not even, yeah, it is more than not so scary. But you're not going the whole day. You're probably showing up at seven. Probably. You probably. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. But um, like if you actually wanted to do everything in the park. You know, for the most part, you'd show up at seven and start doing the things with the, the least amount of weight. Right. Oh, well, so, and, he, and, he, yeah, here are the Magic Kingdom after hours um, dates through through next through for the rest of this year into next year. August 22nd and 29th, September 5th, 12th, 19th and 26th, November 18th, December 9th and January 16th, 13th. 17th and 20th of 2020 um okay yep the uh, so if you're going uh if you're taking a trip during one of those weeks and this sounds like a thing you want to do have at it and let us know how you like it because i've heard nothing but positive things 
about these events. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm I'm a believer in, you know, if you have the money, you might as well blow it on this. Yeah, it sounds like it's OK. Uh, Liber- the Liberty Square Riverboat is being refurbished again. Uh, from August 19th, uh, so as of yesterday, it closed down. It reopens on the 24th. So this okay. seems to be like the most refurbished attraction in all of Walt That's Disney World. Right, it's a real boat. Yeah, I mean, well, no, but it's on it's on rails. I know, but it's in the water. Like, they probably have to do a lot of... Skimming. Skimming. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like every other, like... Like every other month, we're like, "Oh, Liberty Square Riverboat closing down for refurbishment." Like, and I got to think, like, if you're trying to do the Parkology, like all attractions challenge, which we talked about, um, the that riverboat's got to be the bane of your existence because it's always closed down for refurbishment. Isn't I mean, aside from peak, like, there's always something closed. Um. Well, I mean, and that that is the thing with this Parkology challenge is that you have to do it at a time where nothing is closed. Right, that's hard. Yeah, very hard. Cause I, I, I mean, I go in the fall. There's always one thing closed. Yeah, and in those peak times where everything might be open, you're you're it's dealing crowded. with crowds. So, yep. all right. So, um, now the uh, I I have seen a very small clip of the not so spooky spectacular from Mickey's not so scary Halloween party this year. Uh, I didn't want to watch the whole thing because I didn't want to spoil myself. So, you know, going back to like, are Disney people really like that? Yes, I'm are. I'm I'm one of them. Um, but uh, there is an actual Jack Skellington that hosts this. It's not just a vo- like a, a voice, like a real character is on the stage. I was going to say I need to see a picture of it, but I guess I'm going. So I'll yeah. Get, yeah. yeah. And from, from what I could see, uh, the video I saw wasn't great, but it's like a head character. Like, it's not like the character that you meet. Which is like How a partial face character. I mean, like a you know, like a Jack Skellington head, look like a pumpkin, like a full, like a giant, like Wayne the Pooh style head. Not that big. Like okay. I mean, like like what an actual Jack Skellington head would be, like an oval, like kind of a I sideways mean, in some oval. Way, maybe it makes sense, right? Like if you got like somebody really thin to do it and gave him a bigger head, it would give the illusion of him being even thinner. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's probably that's probably because let's face it, no one's pulling off Jack Skellington costume ever, just because human beings aren't that thin, right? Because he's a literal skeleton, so, right. skeleton. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so main event time. We have the full entertainment lineup for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I know this is something you were talking about on the last yeah. episode that you wanted to know. Well. Uh, the universe provides, and here we are. Um, returning this year, my favorite stage show in all of Walt Disney World, the Hocus Pocus Villain Spelltacular on the Castle Stage, um, August 16th to September 27th. You're going to see it at 8.30 p.m., 10.45 p.m., and midnight. So I'll be skipping all those. I really like the um, the midnight one because people are typically gone by then. Far less crowded. Not a fan of Hocus Pocus. No. No, you are you're very much alone in that because so many people love it. I uh, can hear people groaning like as I'm yeah. saying that, but I I don't know why. I watched it last year. I was like, I'm gonna watch this. Everyone loves this Hocus Pocus. I, I didn't like it. Oh, it's such a good movie. I don't understand how you can't like it. I know. I have. T- I'm my taste is weird, right? It's very weird. I, I've I've gotten that note from listeners before that like I can't believe Pete doesn't like 
I know. I one I of don't the many things you don't like. <laughs> Listen, when it shows back up, right? Because like ABC fan, whatever the, that channel's called now, yeah, free form, they'll show it again this Halloween. I'll tell you what, I'll watch it again, completely like you know, open to to maybe liking it a second time. Yeah, would your but, kids? Uh, would your kids watch it? Maybe. Maybe I'll ask them if they want to watch it. Okay. That might be that might be helpful because I saw it as a kid. So uh, you know what? I think it might be that you're see, you're watching it as a like I watched it as a kid for the first time, and I think that's like I have nostalgic feelings toward it and those characters. It's like I watched. And, you know, I'm about to get a lot more heat than you than you got here. All right, because I'm about to say something okay. really controversial. I watched The Goonies for the first time about two years ago. Well, Kevin, as my friend, you know I've never seen The Goonies. Okay. Well, I and I'm. I I'm watched a child in the eighties. Yeah, so I watched it as an adult, and I hated it. I like I I didn't I, finish it. I turned it off. I was like, "This is stupid." I'm turning it off. I walked into my. If ever, just gonna get beat up for this. Yeah. I walked into my in-laws' house one day, and they had it on. We were picking up the kids. Kids were there, and it was literally the last three minutes of the movie. And I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Now, having said that, I mean, I work at a very pop culture store, so everyone in here knows this and makes fun of me about it. Right. But they all say the same thing. They're like, don't watch it. You won't appreciate it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I didn't. I, that, like void of the void of that 80s kid nostalgia. I was just kind of like, huh, I don't like this. But no Princess Bride for me either. I know. I, I've seen the Princess Bride. So there were four movies that um, people always, there are five movies that people yell at me for not seeing. Uh, okay. Princess Bride, The Goonies, never seen, it. never seen it. Never Ending Story, never seen it. Um, Dark Crystal, love Dark Crystal, and Labyrinth, never seen it. Um, I've seen parts of Labyrinth. Uh, Dark Crystal, I love. Now, having said that, by love, I mean as a wee small child. Like, I'm not gonna watch it again because I'm sure I won't like it now. Okay, but so I here's the thing: saw The Goonies, hated it. Right. Saw Princess Bride, loved it. I was going to say, that movie screams Kevin. So. Oh, my goodness. I fell so in love with that movie. Um, loved that. Uh, saw The Dark Crystal. Loved it. Okay. Oh, is it rewatchable as an adult? Uh, yep. I. You know what? Because I appreciate puppetry. Okay. I feel like the story of The Dark Crystal is kind of paper thin, and this was more like... All right. I'm about to get on my Henson soapbox here. Uh, so, Jim Jim Henson never wanted to be known as a puppeteer. Right. Which I know sounds crazy to everyone because that's the thing Jim Henson is known as, puppeteer. Um, he wanted to be known as an experimental filmmaker. And so he pushed the boundaries of what you could do with puppets consistently because it was all experimental film for him. And Dark Crystal is is an amazing, amazing um, example of that. So I very much appreciated the Dark Crystal. Okay. Um, his favorite scene in the dark in the Dark Crystal. Jim Henson's favorite scene was the one that people typically don't like, and it's the scene where the Skeksis are like at the table, like eating, and it's all like gross and like you know the the, the little like mouse thing is like running across the table. Like it's like a really gross, disgusting scene, but like he loved it because it was all experimental filmmaking. Um, That's pretty. Yeah, so I like. I still have not seen Neverending Story or Labyrinth. So, okay, heat on me for that all you want, people. But I did like The Princess Bride, and I did like The Dark Crystal. So people also get mad that I've never seen any of the John Hughes films. I've seen a few of them. A, a, a few. 
Um, I've seen Breakfast Club. I've seen Pretty in Pink. I've seen, um, yeah, a couple of those. You know, Molly Ringwald. Uh, right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the right thing here when you say John Hughes, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So moving along, Disney's not. Um, so September 29th to November 1st. The Hocus Pocus show will be 7.40 p.m., 8.35, 10.45, and 12 a.m. Again, I'm going to recommend, cat if you can, like if you don't have like little kids that need to get home, I recommend catching the midnight show because after the fireworks, people tend to clear out. Um, I thought the show, I thought the party closed at 12. It does. So you literally watch the show and then leave. It's like your so cap off to the night. nothing else is open. Like you can't go on a ride. Um... I mean, I'm sure you can go on ride. Like, if you're online for something at, you know, well, yeah. typical Disney thing, but at 12 a.m., no, they're probably not letting you get on a ride. Right. Okay. But you can sit there and watch the Hocus Pocus show for 20 minutes, um, right. and then and then leave. I really like do- capping off my night with the show. So it's 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 easier to get a spot. Not nearly as crowded. You're not dealing with you know lots of people with kids on their shoulders. My biggest pet peeve in the world. Um, yep. Yeah. The Headless Horseman will be stepping off in Frontierland at 9, 10, and 11, 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular Fireworks Show at 10, 15 p.m. every night. <clears throat> That's a good time because it's like uh, the kids are usually still there at that time. That's probably around when, par- when parents of little kids are wrapping up their night. So, like, see the fireworks and then go. Uh, Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade steps off in Frontierland at 9, 15, and 11, 15 p.m. every night. Um, that's five minutes after the Headless Horseman. So the Headless Horseman comes through. Five minutes later, the parade steps off. The Zootopia Party Patrol along Main Street, USA will take place before Mickey's Booty You Parade. So Zootopia, kind of like dance party thing. Okay. Uh, the Descend Dance, Descend Dance instead of Descendants, uh, party. Yeah, it's a party at Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. Sunny Eclipse gets the night off. Um, it will be from 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. Now, have you seen any of these Descendants movies? I have not. No, of course you haven't. It wouldn't make sense for you to, but I, I only, have. I, I, only know, I only know of one of the actors because he's Riley, uh, Gaston's son is Riley from Letterkenny, so, which is my favorite show in the world. Okay. These Descendants movies, the songs, super catchy. Really? Yeah, so I'm excited to walk by this dance party because I'm assuming they're going to be possibly using some of the Descendants songs. I would assume so, yeah. So, um, you know, my daughter will like to see that. She won't want to go over there, but she'll want to, like, see it. Yeah, your kids aren't big on the dance parties, right? No, I don't think we understand, really, the dance parties, but that's cool. Uh, The Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam will be from 7 p.m. to midnight, so that's going on all night. They're partying in Storybook Circus all night. Okay. The Monstrous Scream-A-Ween Ball Dance Party at the Tomorrowland stage also all night long, 7 to 12. I like the mon- the monster the the Screamoween uh ball dance party because it brings out some monsters that you don't normally see. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they bring out a couple of the mon- like the secondary monsters from like um from Monsters Inc and Monsters University and they dance around. Oh, I like that. Well, plus they also do have Mike Wazowski and Sally out there. Obviously. Right. Uh okay, so character meet and greets. I know this is what you wanted. Yeah, this is a big one. This uh, you know what the biggest one actually is? And I don't know if you have it on your list. Magic shots. Uh, I don't believe we have those. We have to research that. I have to know. 
they always have some cool magic shots. They've had that headless horseman one in the front now for yes. a couple of years. Yeah, I like, like that. So one. there's some magic. Sh- I want no magic shots, but we'll do that apparently another episode. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty, tight, they're pretty tight lipped about magic shots sometimes. Yeah, too, but though. it'll like, come out as like the party, um, you know, gets more yeah. like, showings. All right. So Main Street USA, you can meet Jack and Sally there. Now, I'm not sure where on Main Street because they've moved around so much. Like right. original, like they they last last time they were over at uh, in Liberty Square. Yeah, the first gazebo. year, the first year they did it, they were literally right in the front to the left when you walked in. They might be they might be back there. Listen, this is so funny because me and the kids yesterday over breakfast were talking about um, the Halloween party and characters, and I'd mentioned Jack and Sally, and they were like, "Oh, good, we don't have to do that." Again, this is just to show the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween, uh, you know, Halloween through Christmas in Disneyland, Jack and Sally are like out there taking pictures, and and it's a line. It's the longest line we waited in. But by longest line, I mean maybe fifteen minutes. Right. And they take their time with you. Yes. So when Heather waited, like uh, I'll say she waited three hours to meet Jack and Sally that first year. Like, I feel happy to not have to do that again. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. It's not going to be. I, I remember now where they are. They take over Tinkerbell's area in the in the theater. Oh, OK. That's cool. Yeah. So they kind of like redo that whole area, overlay it for Nightmare Before Christmas. They do it for both the Halloween party and the um, the Christmas party. So I think they also do that somewhat to mask the line. Yes, I agree. And also, you can have a longer line in there. Like, you can't put them off to the left in that little area where, like, Snow White or Aurora usually is. That line would wrap around Main Street. But you put them inside. You have a nice big queue in there. Um, Well, I believe the dwarfs are moved from the last time I was there also. Yeah. You know, when I got the dwarves, they were in. um, I've seen the dwarves just, like, out on the street in Fantasyland. And I've seen them. uh, When I got them, they were in the tent in. I, Storybook Circus. I believe they're in the tent this year, too. I think it's the same philosophy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Adventureland, you can meet Captain Jack Sparrow. I would like to do that. Never done that. Yeah, he's out there a lot now. I think he like, you can kind of get um, character meet and greets with him pretty regularly now in Magic okay. Kingdom. Because they don't do the show for him anymore, but I have seen him out there like taking pictures and stuff. Okay. Uh, Moana. I've heard that that's going to be a long line. It always is because for some reason they just don't have a Moana meet and greet, which like, right. I'm like why um, Aladdin and uh, Tarzan? I thought it was uh, I thought the Aladdin ones were swapping. This is Aladdin. Hmm. I thought I had read it. It's Aladdin and Abu and it's going to swap with Genie and Jasmine. Maybe that is pure rumor. Huh. On my part, I, it doesn't say that on this list, but so that might be pure, that might be pure rumor. Okay, in Frontierland, we've got Brer Bear and Brer Rabbit. I don't know if they're together, but if they are, I would assume they're together. But that seems like a bit of a conflict of interest for them being together. Huh. Yeah, right. I, like I you... saw there are also Splash Mountain Funko Pops. Yes, you can buy the three pack of them there. I'm not a Splash Mountain guy, so I passed. But I, I... saw that they're out and about there. Um. I... For me, I feel like walking into like a Brer Bear and Brer Rabbit like meeting conflict. Greet, it's, it's like awkward almost. <laughs> like, oh hey, it's like when you Should walk. We stand in, between you guys. Yeah, it's like when you're hanging out with friends that don't get along and they just start like fighting. Um, Fantasyland. This is where the majority of the characters are going to be. Uh, All right. Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Cruella Deville, Princess Elena, Princess Tiana, Rapunzel, 
The Seven Dwarves, Alice in Wonderland. So I'm assuming that means Alice, the Mad Hatter, and the Tweedles, and maybe the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, uh, yeah I've seen that. Beauty and the Beast, which I'm assuming means Belle and Beast together, which is a big one. I've heard it. I'm going to see. It's funny. I read different lists than you. I've heard it's Belle and Gaston. I, it says Beauty and the Beast, so it might be Belle and Gaston. But when Disney put it out, it just says Beauty and the Beast. So Okay. Uh, Cinderella, Disney Junior, which I'm assuming is just a bunch of characters from Disney Junior. I think it's Vampirina. Is that her name? That would make most sense for for it to be Vampirina. Um, little there's Little Mermaid, so I'm I'm assuming Ariel and Eric again. Uh, yeah. And the Winnie the Pooh characters always have their Halloween costumes on, which I always love. And that's, yeah, that's usually cool. uh, Pooh Bear, Tigger, Eeyore, and Piglet. Um, I'm also sure that like Minnie, who you mentioned, is probably wearing a, a Halloween dress. Oh, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, and Goofy are always yeah. in some kind of Halloween costume. It's different every year. Um, you know, Donald. Oh, well, actually, Donald has been a pumpkin pretty much every year for a while. Minnie's usually like a witch. Um, you know, stuff like that. I would love to see Goofy as like a Frankenstein. Um, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and so in Tomorrowland, you've got lots of Hug and Bear. Who is usually in the Buzz Lightyear area? Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got Stitch, and Stitch is going to be in his Elvis costume. I ha- that's that's the only absolute must for me going here. Yeah, and of course he'll be in the Stitch's Alien Encounter meet and greet, formerly known as Stitch's Great Escape, the worst ride in Walt Disney World. Um, yeah, and then there will Close be a Monsters Incorp. Yep, there will be a Monsters Incorporated meet and greet as well. So there you go. It's all your characters. Now, uh, you know, the good thing about that is, is I don't really feel like I'm going to spend my whole night doing characters, but I would like to get definitely the stitch. You definitely need the I, stitch. I think Ethan wants to get Lotso because we have Lotso from when Toy Story 3 came out. Ethan was little. Yeah, and, and he loved him and then saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, do you remember back when studios always had the new character right there you could get? <sighs> yeah, I miss that. I miss that. Uh so I think he's going to want to get lots of the line isn't crazy just for nostalgia's sake. Right. I would like to get the dwarfs. And honestly, I would like to get one of the princess and prince couples. Really? But, You're going to get the dwarves again? Yeah, you know what? I haven't had the dwarves in a couple of years. And it's always nice to see your kids get bigger in similar pictures. Interesting. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but. No, um, I get it. I totally, I totally get that. Do I want to wait two hours for the dwarves? No. I will probably check in on them really, really late in the evening. I was just going to recommend that because that's what I did. And if I don't get it, I'll be okay. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I got the dwarves late at night, um, and it was pretty easy. The right. um, Okay, so treat locations. Uh, the Main Street USA bypass, but only until 8 p.m. So the bypass is that area to the right as you walk in where, like, you get your treat bag and, like, you know, like, where you check in at the party, essentially. Right. Like you walk into Main Street, they have this area open that nor- isn't normally open, and you can get treats there. And they even give usually they give you like a M and M's bag or something like that that has a bunch of different stuff in it. Um, Adventureland, you can get them at Jungle Cruise and Tortuga Tavern. Frontierland, the Country Bear Jamboree, Splash Mountain, and Miner's Cove. Uh, Liberty Square, the Diamond Horseshoe. Fantasyland, Ariel's Grotto, Mickey's Philharmagic, Pinocchio Village House, Story Storybook Circus Train Station. Tomorrow, and in Tomorrowland, you have the Carousel of Progress, Cosmic Ray, Starlight Cafe, and the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. Let me ask you a question. Is there a technique to trick-or-treating? No, not really. My you, daughter is the really line moves excited so, about it. The line moves so fast. 
that you don't okay. have to like really have any like because you're literally just walking up and they're throwing a handful of candy in your thing. Now, okay. my daughter's really excited about trick or treating. Ironic because she's probably not really going to eat much candy, but. I'm like, huh, I don't know if I want to spend my whole night waiting on lines for candy. You don't wait on the line. If you're in that line for for 10 minutes, I'll be shocked. Okay. Oh, okay, good. All right, like, that's what I want. There's no way a line, will, a candy line will be 10 minutes because it's literally just a constant movement. Like, people are just walking up, they're throwing candy in your bag, and you're moving on. Right. Um, And, and they've got these big, huge buck, uh, barrels of candy. Um, right, I remember that. Now, if you're going to get lots of candy, I have a recommendation because what I w- what I did the one year was I lined the inside of a backpack with one of those clear plastic bags they give you in the gift shop if you ask them for a bag. And as my candy bag filled up, I dumped the candy into the bag, into the backpack. And then at the end of the night, I just pulled the bag out and I had a whole big bag of candy that I never finished. Right. I'm we're totally I'm totally going to put a bag in my backpack. And just listen, also, just because I know my kids are going to love trick-or-treating and not want to carry it around the whole time. So I'm going to be the designated I'm going to carry it. Yeah. So I'm just going to bring one bag inside my bag and dump, just keep redumping into that. That so. sounds good. Right. Okay. So um, we've also got uh, dining locations that are open for the party. On Main Street USA, you can go to Casey's Corner, the Crystal Palace, but only until 8 p.m. Main Street Bakery, the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, and the Plaza Restaurant, but only until 9 p.m. Um, Adventureland, Aloha Isle will be open. Apparently, um, the Orange Bird is not going to be serving over at Sunshine Tree Terrace during the Halloween party, okay. which is sad. Um, <clears throat> but you can still get your Dole Whips if you're a Dole Whip person. Uh, Frontierland, the Golden Oak Outpost, which uh, last year is where I got the quote-unquote apple cider which was just apple juice. Uh, okay. I was so excited for real apple cider, and it was apple juice. Um, also, Pecos Bill uh, Tall Tale Inn and Cafe will be open. Uh, Liberty Square, the Columbia Harbor House, will be open until 8 p.m. The Liberty Square Market will be open until 9 p.m., and Sleepy Hollow will be open the whole night. Uh, Fantasyland, Be Our Guest Restaurant, is open until 10 p.m. Cinderella's Royal Table, also open to 10 p.m., and Storybook Treats will be open. They usually have the candy corn ice cream there and, and other, you know, is that good? Have you tried that? Um, I liked it. It it wasn't like candy corn flavored soft serve. It was candy corn colored soft serve, but it had uh, candy corn inside of it. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I liked uh, it. I would get it. My again. daughter really is excited about getting this Maleficent cone. That they, they had, it, had. They had it last year. I believe I had some of it, and it was it was really good. It is a lime, like yep. um, frozen treat inside of like a dark. Cone. Yep, the key lime uh, ice cream they have. That's what they use for the Peter Pan um, float. My daughter is a crazy sherbet person, so she likes kind of those flavors. So I have no doubt that she'll like this. Has she tried the citrus swirl? Um, they have tried the citrus swirl. Okay. Well, they have an orange swirl now too, which is like it's not like the orange slush; it's like orange flavored ice cream soft serve. Do they still have that pineapple? Remember that crazy pineapple float thing they had? Yeah, but they 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 have that still the Dole Whip float, but they also yeah. have a citrus swirl float or an orange swirl float, which is floated on top of orange uh, orange soda, and they have a Peter Pan float, which I think Abby would like, which has um soft serve key lime ice cream on top of Sprite. Right. So that's really good. Um, yeah, that's storybook treats. Tomorrowland. Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies will be open. 
Uh, cool Ship will be open till 10. Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe will be open, and the Lunching Pad will be open until 10. Um, here's the thing. I know it's. I know. I said that uh, Be Our Guest Restaurant and Cinderella's Royal Table are open until 10. Don't do it, folks. Don't, don't, don't like, <laughs> don't take up a precious hour of your party on a yeah. sit-down restaurant. Like, do that during regular park hours, please. Agreed. Um, no Epcot news this week. We do have Animal Kingdom news to close us out. Uh, after hours events for the Animal Kingdom have also been announced. So this includes the Tree of Life Awakenings, the Adventures Within Pandora, the World of Avatar, and more. Select quick service food and beverage locations will remain open throughout the night for purchases. So that's August 26th, September 3rd, 9th, and 16th, October 5th, 9th, 19th, 26th, and 30th, November 5th, 13th, and 19th, December 7th, 14th, and 18th, um, January 9th, 16th, 22nd, and 30th, February 6th, 13th, 19th, and 27th, and March 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. This is a, you know, at the After Hours event for Animal Kingdom, definitely a game changer, especially for those of you that weren't able to get Flight of Passage fast passes. Right. So, and that's the news this week. Okay. I'm surprised. We got nearly 40 minutes worth of news out of a week. Yeah, a lot of news. news couple, yeah. Not a lot of news, but there was a lot of big news. Like that Halloween stuff was big. So right. uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network. If you don't want to hear about Galaxy's Edge, this is where this episode ends for you. So for those of you, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week. All right. But for the rest of you, we will see you after the commercial break to talk more about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. 
It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop cues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well... I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. 
I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications, and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you, Morty Monster! Folks, the day that we have long awaited is finally on the horizon. Straight out of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away comes the most expansive land expansion. Expansive expansion. Yeah, I'm a writer. Uh, <laughs> uh, the largest single land expansion in the history of Disney parks. The 14-acre Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which transports you to the planet Batu at the Black Spire Outpost, where you can meet the Resistance, the First Order, Ride some amazing rides where you get to take control of iconic Star Wars moments. Uh, or vehicles, not really moments, but you know what I mean, Peter Mandel. This is what happens when well, I don't uh, write things out. Riding the Falcon is a moment, dude. Exactly. Uh, as well as get some great merchandise, amazing food, and immerse yourself for the first time ever in the universe of Star Wars. Folks, uh, I was able to go to a passholder preview for Galaxy's Edge on Saturday, and I am here to answer your questions, to give you my take, and to talk to you a little bit about all the things that I was able to see and do while there. And our e-ticket attraction this week is brought to you by our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers, who will deliver a crib or stroller to your Disney resort for you. Uh, <clears throat> way better than the park strollers, those hard plastic monstrosities that they give you. All of Kingdom Strollers, uh, strollers also... Match the new um, stroller rules that are in effect for the park. So give them a call. Kingdom or check them out online. Kingdomstrollers.com. All right. So this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, I am giving you my review of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Ugh, Pete. I have to say, and I can say this like without a shadow of a doubt, this is the greatest thing Disney's ever done. Oh, I like that. It is the most immersive, unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Like, first of all, when you are there, the sight lines are so good. You don't see like, <clears throat> like you don't see at the top of the Chinese theater being like, you know, to remind you, you're in Disney's Hollywood Studios. When you are on, when you're on Batu, you're on Batu. Right. You, you can't see any of Disney's Hollywood studios while you're in there. And I found that amazing because, you know, that's the thing that universal kind of fails at a lot is like an islands of adventure. Like you could see Jurassic park from Harry Potter. You could see the Harry Potter yeah, right behind Hogwarts. Yeah. Building Jurassic park. And, and like you could, when you're in Jurassic park, you could see the spires of Hogwarts. So it like kind yeah. of ruins the illusion when, when you're on Batu, man, you are on Batu. Like it's unbelievable. And how it feels. I, there were several times, and when I was live streaming, uh, one of our listeners, I'm sorry, I don't remember who, said, um, it's hard to believe this is in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I agreed. I'm like, I can't believe that I'm in Hollywood Studios right now. And when I left, when I was back on, on Grand Avenue, I was like, I can't believe I'm back here right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. 
Yeah, like it was. Uh, oh gosh, I, I can't even accurately describe how amazing. When you this when you called was. me and were telling me this, I remember the comparison I made is I can't tell you how many times I've gone to dinner in La Cellier for like a long, you know, yes. dinner for ninety minutes. You're with your family, and there's no windows, anything, and and it's not like you know you're not on vacation. Of course you are, but when you walk back into Epcot, it is a little bit of shock for a second because you've been in this room having this wonderful meal, mm-hmm. not overlooking like the crowds of the park and it is a little like oh we're still in we're still in epcot cool yeah now normally that's a really apt uh description to what it was to what it was like uh it it also was like um like pan with pandora like pandora is immersive yes but you're still dealing with like the cast members are still humans from earth like you're wrapped up in the story of avatar well also i I never feel like up on this you and I don't want to go to Pandora. This is very true. Like, this was so much more immersive than Pandora. First of all, it's like five times the size of Pandora. So right. I couldn't believe how big it was. Like, I I couldn't believe, like, I'm, I'm like walking and I'm like still seeing new things like like 30 minutes later. And I'm like, I can't believe how big this is. Um, It's like, I would say it's probably bigger than like, I guess I would say like Bowcraft Amusement Park in, in Jersey. Like. Like it is the size of a, of a small theme park in and of itself. Okay. Uh, I know I normally end with our friends around the world, but I want to start with them for the sea ticket attraction so that I don't answer their questions and not give them credit for it. Well, you know, um, Jonathan Monroe says Pandora's merch was fire. He uh, he put a little flame icon. How is Black Spire Outpost merchandise in comparison? Um, I mean. It's in a word. It's it's fantastic. Like yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because not only like, so. First of all, I'll I'll go with the plushes. The the creature plushes are so cool. There are some of them are puppets. Some of them, but they're just so detailed and wonderful. The robes and costumes that you can buy are out of this world. Like I I don't mean to say out of this world is a pun, but like I mean they're so, like they have a in in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. They have a Palpatine, like a legit Palpatine yeah. robe. And it is like, it's like 501st quality. Um, you know, can I, can I tell my, my little uh, story about what happened to me, which I texted you the other night? Yes. Because I feel like this ties in to merchandise. Yes. Okay. And you, with, your story has to do with the droids and the, and the lightsabers. Yes. I'm with no one is going to go there and be more enthralled in the stores than I am. I mean, I can't wait. Literally. And, and let me, let me preface this by saying I have never once received a text message from Peter Mandel after 8 p.m. <laughs> okay. Well, and I don't like to bother people. I don't know when people go to sleep. My you know? phone, my phone went off at 12 30 a.m <laughs> so that's how you know like crisis is happening like we're yeah, at this, defcon this one so i'm like laying in bed and i'm like just on my phone my wife's passed out already and i'm just scrolling through some disney news and i see that someone has posted a a review of the um lightsabers in disney world and to be honest with you i don't really care i saw all the stuff in disneyland it's the identical thing I'm like, let me just read this review. So I read this review. I'm going through it. It's cool. They actually had pictures of like um, the little, dare I say, menu they give you with all the parts. I'm like, that's pretty neat. And at the bottom, it's like, oh, yeah. And you can make reservations for this. So go do that. And I'm like, what? Because I'm going in like 52 days. Right. I'm like, what? 
So I click on the reservations link, and up comes a dining-style reservations link for making a lightsaber. So now here's the thing. So it says, like, times, and it's got 9.30, 10 o'clock. Now, anyone who's made a dining reservation knows that those times they show you, mm-hmm. like, those are ones you can get. So click on it. So I, I at this point, have bounded out of my bed, gone into my son's room. I'm going to wake him up out of a dead sleep. And like, I'm like, you got to, I need to talk to someone about this. Come on. So I, <laughs> I go to his room and of course he's 14. So he's awake. I'm like, Oh, perfect. I'm like, listen. So I show it to him. I'm like, look at this. Now here's the problem. Unlike the dining, when you click on nine 30, they're like, no, sorry. That's no good. I'm like, Oh, 11 o'clock. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. No. That's no good. They have all the times up there and you click them to find out where you're not going. So I'm scrolling through every time. There's nothing available. My son's like, ah, you know what? There must, something must be wrong with the site. They're probably just not like, you know, doing it. And I'm like, huh, think so? I don't know. So now I'm going to different days of my trip where I'm not Oof. going to students. And I'm clicking, no, nothing available. I'm like, like I'm having a slight panic attack because I can't go there and not get a lightsaber. Right. This is what I want to do. So I go all the way back to that first day that I'm actually going, and I click the last time, which is 9.45, park uh, closes at 10, and they're like, here, you're good. And I'm like, okay, I'm oof. just going to take this, and I'll figure it out. My brain's not even working. I'm, so I click it. I'm on my phone, by the way. Mm-hmm. I click it, and the thing where you have to give the credit card guarantee is just circling. It won't come <gasps> back. I now run into the living room, get on my laptop, and I'm like, I punch up the same information, and I get in through my laptop. My son, like, two minutes later comes out. He's like, did we get it? Like, he's panicked. I'm like, we got it. But now I'm like, well, if they're doing this for lightsabers, they must be doing this for droids. Yeah. So I go to the droid shop. And they are doing it for droids. And all of my ones during the day aren't there. But I wanted one a similar time to my lightsaber. Right. So I was able to get 835 droid. Now, here's the thing. And you and I had discussed this. I want to build two droids. Mm -hmm. My son wants to build a droid. So I can remember, I think it was you telling me, like, Disney's going to take your money. They'll let you make two. Yeah, I I really thought that. Because you can bring someone with you in to build it. And it expressly says, it doesn't say they can't build one. Well, no, it does say they can't build one. It doesn't say you can't build two, but you can't. Like, you would just be built. It says, like, the other person, you cannot build a droid. So you are making a reservation for one because they probably have it timed out. They probably do these reservations based yeah. on the average amount it takes to build one. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I made another reservation for the last day that I'm there because we're going to studios and I had no problem. I got it 1030 in the morning. I'm going to ride Slinky Dog and build a droid. I mean, what gets better than that? Awesome. But um, the lightsabers, I mean, if you are, you know, if you're going, make a reservation. I mean, I also looked in January. Uh, my buddy Nolan's going in January. So I looked in January for him and the times were available. But if you have any, like if you're going in the next, you know, between now and Christmas, and you want to make a lightsaber or you want to make a droid, go on there and make a reservation. I didn't even know that. I'm thrilled that I saw it because I do feel super comforted knowing that those two things are locked in now. As those yes. are the two things I really wanted. It will make my day way better. Yeah. No, I think that's definitely good for your for, for the anxiety of it. Um, definitely. So, yeah, I, I mean, as Pete just said, the the lightsabers and the droids 
are so like you can put a different kyber crystal into your lightsaber to change the color you can change your droid's personality your droid will interact with the other droids that are because there's droids everywhere in galaxy's edge they're just like hanging they're just like all over the place you know it's funny i did read in their fine print that it's not allowed to operate your droid in the park i noticed that yeah they kind of like interact with it like in the box yeah, they they want you to carry it in that little carrying thing they give you. Yeah, because I think they don't want people rolling three hundred droids around. No, it would be insane. Like ever, they'd be getting yeah. kicked. Um, yeah. but the um, so I mean, those right there, the lightsabers and the droids are better than anything Pandora's got. Like the, yeah. the put your face on an avatar figure, whatever. I mean, that's all cool and whatnot. Uh, but I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, the big takeaway from Avatar, and I got one, to be honest with you, I still love it, was the Banshees. Yes. And they've got something like that in Pandora. Exactly. They've, they've got the salacious crumb that sits on your shoulder that you control yeah, the, with a little monkey. and monkey lizard? Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, a Morty Monster met one of them, and it was very rude to him. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't look at him. It kept turning its head. Um, but the cast member that was that was keeping it was very sweet. Um, there are actually two different versions of the what did you call them? It's a Kowaki and monkey lizard. Uh, right? The Kowaki and monkey lizard. There are two. Di- there's one that looks just like Salacious Crumb, like it's tan, right. and there's another one that's like blue green. Yeah, and that, that would be the one I would get. Although I'm not getting one. Well, because you have a giant Salacious Crumb in the in the store. Yeah, I have a one one Salacious Crumb here. Yeah. So, um, so the um. Yeah, the blue green one looks really neat, and those are seventy credits. And again, they won't tell you dollars in Galaxy's Edge. It's so immersive in the story that it's credits. So if your lunch is eight dollars and fifty cents, it's eight point five zero credits. So just right. keep that in mind because I should probably I should probably throw this tip out there because Kevin and I talked about this. My buddy Rich went to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland about mm. three weeks ago. And when he got there, he wanted to buy me a Captain Rex and ship it back and was having a difficult time. That Captain Rex, by the way, pretty awesome. Can't guarantee it's worth $150 to everyone, but for me, yeah. it was like a must-have. Um, and when he was doing so, like, had a difficult time navigating the, you know, game of, you know, being on this world. And he said... That we should, you know, if you need an actual question answered, sometimes in actual English, mm. just find someone maybe a little bit older. They will typically help you. Yeah. Don't know how true it is in the world, but we'll find out. Do you want to tell that story about how, like, he was trying to, like, get the he, guy? So he, he went there and and bought this Captain Rex. He's like, I need to ship this to New Jersey. And they were telling him, oh, the First Order, like, controls the shipments and they're not shipping anything out. They're, like, terrible people. And he's like, right, cool. I need to get, like, I need to get this. <laughs> jersey i can't carry it all day and they were like oh the first order <laughs> and he's just getting frustrated right i'm like oh man so i'm like listen just forget about it it's not a big deal don't worry about it so later on the irony is he he had actually purchased it and he returned it so later on in the day and i'm talking late in the day he's walking by and there is a wait uh, hold woman on so a couple years rather than answer his question they let him return the return drawing. it Kevin, he returned. And then you know what the guy said? Same guy. The guy's like, I can't return it because I sold it to you. Let me get a manager. They brought a manager over and returned it. Like, what? Rather than just, like, so this reminds me of the South Park episode where they go to, like, the, the historical town and, like, terrorists, like, take over the town. But the townspeople won't break character from, like, their bad historical acting. 
<laughs> they're right, just like, right. It's it's the like they're like, what? What's the code for the door? Oh, we don't know nothing about no fancy door code. This is eighteen sixty four. They're letting you return hundred and fifty dollars worth of merchandise. It's amazing. So he returned it. So later in the day, he's walking through and he decides to give it one more shot. He sees a woman a little bit older than than us, and and she's and he's like, listen. I need to, this is what he says to her. He's like, I need to ship something off world because this is how they're all talking to him. And she's <laughs> he like, learned how to talk. Like, that's what Stan <laughs> does in the South Park episode. So, so he's like, I need to ship something off world. And she's like, oh, to where? And he's like, to New Jersey. And she's like, sure, come on. And like, she just showed him. And like, he was like, oh. Well, that was way easier than the first time. Was he like, able to do it from the store, though? Or was it like he yeah, had to go to, like... like... It was like... I think he was in the store when he went up to this woman. Okay. So, he, apparently... And I don't know how true this is. And my buddy Rich, wonderful guy, not a Disney guy. So, this was his first time ever in a Disney theme park. Um, I, he told me that you... So, you're not buying it and, and shipping it at the counter like we would traditionally at a Disney store. He said they ship everything out of the first order store. So okay. he bought it at the droid store, which I, which I think is crazy, but he bought it in the droid store and took it to the first order store. And that's where they, maybe that's it. what they were trying to tell them when they said the first order controls all of the shipments. Of it in is. Now. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> so they let him return it. It's insane. Oh, I can't believe they let him return it. I can't believe they let him return it. This is hysterical. Like, when I go there and I'm buying, like, you know, my daughter's Porg and her whatever that thing is, that Lothorian cat, and mm-hmm. I'm buying an, an Empire jumpsuit and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, listen, I need to ship this New Jersey. If they're like, oh, no, I'm going <laughs> to the first order. <laughs> like, listen, I've, I'm spending, like, a lot of money here. I need to ship this to New Jersey. Somebody point me in the right direction. <laughs> Just tell me to ship it like, off world. Get, Get your Batuan manager because I need to ship this off world. Joy aspires, friend. <laughs> uh, that's also the thing. Like they don't, they won't say hello and goodbye. They'll say, um, they'll say bright suns, traveler. It's like when you when you walk in and when you leave, they say joy aspires. Like when I met Chewie and I told him it was almost life day. Yes. Like hey, it's almost life day, buddy. I can't. I really hope they do something. I can't wait to see what they do for the holidays. Like if they do some kind of like. Batuian holiday or if it's life day or whatever like they won't they won't reference life day ah, come on I, you know what george is out of the picture okay george is the one that that always had like the if i could track down every bootleg copy of it and smash it with a sledgehammer i would um i feel like disney needs to embrace the campiness that is the star wars christmas special but at the other hand i kind of hope they don't because i kind of love that it's like this underground thing you know i I actually really like the Christmas special. It's now, having said amazing. that, I can't really watch it, but I, I, the things I like about it, I really like. By the way, Star Wars Christmas special, wonderful example of Harrison Ford as an actor. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Everyone else mails it in in that, and I'm telling you, Harrison Ford is like full blown actor in that. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Um, okay, so yeah, in talking more about the merch, like. Um, Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. I couldn't really, I didn't really get a lot done in there because it was so crowded in there I couldn't move. Right. Um, but that is kind of where you go to get any merchandise that is original trilogy or prequel trilogy. Right. So not only did they have the Palpatine robe, they had Palpatine's cane. The you cane know, is actually more sought after than the robe. I bet. I there know was only one cane left. 
Yeah, like, yeah. How much it, do you know? Because I didn't see prices. One hundred fifty for the cane. Hundred fifty. I did. It's, I've made a quite lengthy checklist. Now check my numbers because those original prices are the prices that it started with in okay. Disneyland. I've heard that they have boosted some of the numbers. I'm sure on some of the items. Like I believe uh, the Porgs were originally forty five, and now they're fifty. If you remember, the Banshees and Avatar sold out and were gone for a while yeah. in the beginning, and when they came back, they were all a couple bucks higher. Yeah, the Salacious uh, Crumb is seventy, and I'm pretty sure. I first heard they was like 60 or 50. Yeah, so. I don't have a problem with it because, you know, I get that, you know, it's a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. How much was the Palpatine rub? Did you look into that? I believe that's 250. Okay. I mean, it's worth it. Um, so the whole left side of the store is all Sith stuff. So holocrons right. and journals and books and Darth Vader stuff and Palpatine stuff and Darth Maul stuff. And the right side is the light side. It's all Jedi. Like they have a Yoda robe. They have Yoda's cane. They have an Obi-Wan bust. Um, but the really cool thing in Doc Hondar's is also just the theming of it. First of all, you have Doc Hondar sitting in the um, in like the at his desk, like working. He's an authorian. Uh, but you have all this stuff on the walls. Like there's a Wampa up on 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 one of the balconies there's um a bunch of heads of like um like that cat thing from uh that tiger that tries to kill padme yep from clone wars they have they have a tauntaun head up there really really super cool so the merchandise i can't say enough good about the merch it's so good and you know what like here's so here's the thing you know how soda in disney's 450 like any bottle of soda right. is 450 the star wars soda the one in the circular um container Six uh-huh. bu- six bucks or six cre- six, cre- six credits. Okay, but is that container something you can save? Yes, and that was what that was the point I was going to make. Is I feel like the container is almost merchandise. I feel like everyone's going to want to collect all three of them. I don't need all three. I just want the Diet Coke one. Yeah, I had the Diet Coke one. Uh, they have Diet Coke, Coke, Sprite, and then they also have a, a themed Dasani bottle. One of the things about the merchandise uh, at Galaxy's Edge is you need to. Um, you need to know, like, like the droid shop and the lightsaber shop are kind of right near each other. The The lightsaber shop is known as Savi's Workshop. Uh, it is, if you ask people where the lightsaber shop, this is another point in time where the, the theming might, might get people in trouble. Um, if you ask them where the lightsaber shop is, nobody's going to tell you. Be- right. Because in the storyline of Batu, lightsabers are illegal as Jedi weapons and the first order is cracking down on that. So you are looking for Savi's junk shop. It is a junk shop and nothing else. Um, it's so the lightsaber shop is kind of like a back room, like almost like a speakeasy kind of, kind of deal. Um, so when you talk to the cast members outside, they're just like, Oh, uh, lightsabers. No, uh, like Morty monster had a, um, a run in with Mark Daniel, who is uh, Disney's uh, MC and social media guy. Like you've probably all seen him. Uh, he's like the tall dude that does all the MC work for like the live streams and, and openings and stuff like that. Really talented dude. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was, uh, he's going to come on the show soon. Oh, yay. Was, I really like he, uh, Mort, Morty has a whole conversation with him, but he's Kimbe on Batu. He is, uh, he works for Savi and, um, you know, he, he, him and Morty had a whole conversation about the fact that it's a jump, a junk shop and nothing else. Um, I will say I talked to him, I was talking to him about being on the show and, um, he, he said, uh, he's like, I'm in as long as I get to talk to Morty monster again. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, he's Mark's a great guy. I love Mark. 
Um, yeah, I've gotten to talk to him a few times over the years, and, and he's just really a cool dude. Um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, the um, uh, the next, our next, oh, and I keep forgetting like the point that I'm about to make. Uh, there's a marketplace, like right when you when you when you walk in, you're in the first, you're in the resistance area. Which is kind of barren. Uh, they've got a couple of shops located there. You can get an X-wing. Uh, you can get like a Rogue Squadron flight suit there for um, for sale. They also have um, like X-wing helmets um, that you can wear. That you can get for like kid sizes. Um, the the X-wing and the A-wing are also parked there. A-wing, my favorite Star Wars vehicle. Yeah, yeah. The A-wing there is pretty cool too. They have photo pass set up there as well. It's uh, classic, right? Yeah. Yeah, the the A wing is classic colors. the The X wing is like the new, the new version. Um, moving on to our next question, uh, that one comes to us from Thad Paget, who says, "We were promised interactivity. Are there any signs of this in Florida with magic bands? Because in California, it seems devoid of that aspect." Yes, there is some signs of interactivity. Well, like we said, the droids will interact with the other droids in the area from inside the box. Um, the magic band, there's definitely some magic band stuff going on because when I went on Smuggler's Run the first time, I it was my first time, but somebody else in my cockpit had um, the, uh, it was like their second time. So Hondo was like, ah, see, we have some first time flyers here and some of you have flown with me before. Um, so there's definitely that interactivity. I did not, to, to my shame, I did not boot up the Play Disney Parks app. I meant to check it, but I was so busy, like, trying to do everything Morty wanted to do and getting the food and meeting the characters. Like, that three, that four hours flew by. I've heard that the Play Disney Parks app is going to be also a lot of the interactive. Yeah, I mean, like, there's an Aramesh, um, uh, translator in the Play Disney Parks app, I've heard, and things like that. So, it seems like that stuff is coming, and I think when um, when Rise of the Resistance comes out, I think you're going to get more of that, right? Because that was the ride where like everybody was like, "Oh, this is where the interactivity is coming." And that's coming. We're actually getting that in Walt Disney World first. Disneyland doesn't get it until January yeah. or February. We're getting it on December the fifth. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I think they realize where their bread is buttered with Star Wars Land. Um, this is um, I, I it is. Trust me, all this stuff is. Exactly how they've like mapped it out. Yeah, I, I think they're starting to realize that the Walt Disney World version is going to be a lot more profitable than the Disneyland version because the Disneyland version apparently is already old news. Like nobody really goes to it anymore. Because honestly, Pete, I think people are like, I'm going to wait till it opens in Disney World and go there because I'd rather go to Disney World for my vacation. Well, I do check Smuggler's Run on a daily basis in uh-huh. Disneyland out of curiosity, and I will say its average midday time is 50 or 60 minutes. Yeah, that's break- nothing. Right? It's crazy. That's nothing. Flight of Passage is still three hours every day. Right. Um, So, yeah, there is definitely more of that coming, but some of it does exist already, especially when it comes to... um, uh, Honda will also talk about, like, like how you did on your last one when you come in there sometimes. Like, oh, I hope you're going to do better than last time. Like, if you... Because at the end of Smuggler's Run, you get a... um, like you figure out how many credits you get because he deducts the damage from the Falcon. Oh, that's awesome. From, yeah, from your cut. And also you can get, um, you're, you're trying to get coaxium. So the first time I went on, we got one, we got one thing of coaxium. The second time we got two. Okay. 
So there are different like outcomes to to Smuggler's Run. So that's also part of the internet. It all gets saved on your Magic Band. Uh, DJB Duckett says, uh, "Did you try any of the interactive stuff on the Disney Play app?" Oh, I'm sorry, I did. I w- she says, "I went to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, but was so amped up, I forgot to try the interactives." Also, did Kylo Ren make an appearance while you were there? She also says hi to Morty. Um, hold on one sec. Hello, DJ. It's your friend Morty Monster. Thank you for saying hello. All right, thank you, Morty. Um, he just wanted to pop in and say hi because someone said hi to him. Um. As I just said, no, I didn't try the interactive stuff on the Disney Play app. I will be trying it um, on the 29th when it reopens uh, because I figure I'll have a lot more waiting around time. I was just trying to go, go, go and do as much as I physically could. Yeah, you also had a time limit. You had to be out at a certain time. Yeah, well, you know what? It's funny. I could have stayed there all day. Nobody would have said anything to me. Yeah, but that's not in the spirit of... Correct, correct. Like, I I, I shouldn't, I and I didn't. I left, I left actually a little bit, I left at about quarter to three. I had I had until three and I left about fifteen minutes early. Okay, um, which makes me angry because I couldn't get into the cantina because it was reservation only. Yeah. Um, but they said, "Oh, well, you know, if 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 there's room, we'll be letting walkthrough people in." And um, so I left it around quarter to three. Kept checking back. There was never any time where like traffic was light enough. At about three thirty, a friend of mine texts me from inside, being like, "Hey, are you still here? We're going inside the cantina." And I was like, "Oh!" So I missed the cantina because of that. Bummer. I will say, my my same friend who went to um, Disneyland went on a Monday, and it was not crowded, and still said the line for the cantina was enormous. You were not getting in. So yeah, I mean that cantina, it, it seems pretty awesome, and I, I, it, I feel like it's going to be a while before I can get in because now they're doing it on a reservation system. So yeah, um, she also asked, did Kylo Ren make an appearance? Yes. Okay, this is a good um, segue into talking about um, the characters. So there are characters there. There are not character meet and greet locations, however. Right. They are. They are. The characters are a part of the story, and they are just walking around being themselves they're not standing there for pictures they're not going to take pictures with you um i saw ray take a picture with a little boy but um i she like she like pulled him and his family off to the side to do it so the characters i saw there are two stormtroopers kylo ren chewbacca and ray and there's also a spy uh one of leia's spies is kind of like moving around batu as well but i don't remember her name she's not from the movies um Ray and Chewbacca, you could mostly find them in the resistance area. They are repairing the X-wing that's there. Okay. So like they're up on this big stage, they're working on the X-wing. Um sometimes they will ask for advice from the people on how to fix the X-wing. So like Ray like had a whole conversation with a guy about like X-wing repairs. Um, but then they eventually they come down and they mingle and they walk around. Morty had a really nice conversation with Ray, which is in his vlog that's currently up on YouTube. Um, Chewbacca interacted with Morty a little bit as well. <clears throat> but now, like, so you've got the First Order area, you've got the Resistance area, and then in the middle, you've got that marketplace. And that's kind of where they all can intermingle. But if Ray or Chewie sees the Stormtroopers and Kylo coming, they will hide. So I saw I saw Ray with like a group of like four little girls, all of who were like dressed up as like Ray or Leia or Padme, and she was like like she was like 
like crouched behind some boxes with them while the stormtroopers walked by and then she like signaled for them and they all like crouched and like hid together like it was so cool looking and ray was amazing with all the kids that's cool yeah yeah and, and watching like you know chewbacca um you know kylo ren like i tried to stop i tried to talk to kylo well, morty tries to talk to kylo ren kylo ren's not breaking his gate for anybody like huh. he talked back but like it was very like get out of my way it's and, very much like even like the Kylo meet and greet. He's yes, not really having that. No, he's not having it. Uh, but he is Kylo. Uh, Kylo Ren's starfighter is in the first order area right outside the first order shop. It's between the first order shop and the milk stand. And he, okay. he enters and leaves the world through there. So he like when he's done, he goes back into his ship. And the stormtroopers just kind of patrol. But when he's out, the two stormtroopers are flanking him like Morty. Morty didn't get away from Kylo Ren right away, and the stormtroopers kind of like stepped in. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so you have to watch the vlog to get the full experience of what that was like because Morty was a li- Morty was a little crushed by this. I-, I gotta say, he was not he he wanted to have a conversation with Ben Solo, and it didn't work out for him. Tell me about the milk stand. Um, I'm gonna get to that because it's one of the questions that we've got. Okay. So, um, and here it comes right now. So, uh, Jim Rotnovsky asks a couple questions. He says, "What is a must-do snack at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge?" Um, as far as snacks go, uh, I didn't really get to snack a lot. I had two meals, but I didn't like. I didn't get like the snack, but the popcorn I've heard is the thing to get. It's like a sweet popcorn. I love popcorn. That's yeah, and you, awesome. yeah, and you can get the popcorn right there in that marketplace area. It's right before you get into Ronto Roasters. Um, so now he says blue or green milk. So now we'll talk about the milk stand. Um, the milk stand is so you can get the milk either regular or you can get it um, with alcohol in it. Okay. So the blue the blue milk comes with rum. And the green milk comes with tequila. The blue milk was great. I had a I had a blue milk to myself. And uh, here's a warning though: when you like this, it's more like a smoothie than it is like milk. Like it's not dairy, as far right. as I could tell. Yeah, it's plant based. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely plant-based. seems plant based. I loved the blue milk. I thought it was great. Green milk. I had a sip of my friends, and I was like, okay, that's all the green milk I ever need. Right. I've heard the same reviews from a lot of people. Like, it wasn't gross. It wasn't bad. But I know that if I got my own, I'd be done with it after three sips. Okay. I feel like it might be better with a tequila. So maybe I'll try that someday. But, um, yeah. If you drink this, the blue milk or the green milk too fast, it is brain freeze central. Okay. Because it's so cold. Um, I, I kind of took a few like quick sips of my blue milk when I got it. And I had like a moment where I was like Yoda during order 66, like where he like clutches his heart and like falls over. <laughs> like it was bad. Like it was the worst brain freeze of my life. I literally, had, and I tried to like power through it and like keep walking. I literally had to like stop and like crouch and just like squeeze my face to, to get rid of the, the brain freeze. Uh, but so yeah, blue milk is my recommendation. Um, and plus, blue milk is more iconic than green milk. Green milk's only yeah. in The Last Jedi, and we don't like that movie. Um, by the way, the storyline of <clears throat> Galaxy's Edge is definitely post-Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Kylo Ren is um, the supreme leader at this point. I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, number th- is third question. If you rode Smuggler's Run again, what flight crew position would you say is a must-do? Pilot. Obviously. Pilot, pilot, pilot. I cannot say enough good things about being a pilot. 
Um, I wrote it twice and I had two different experiences. The first time I was an engineer. And now, so the engineers, the engineer, and I didn't even really realize this at first. I was really disappointed that I was an engineer because I thought all the engineer did was harpoon the cargo. That's right. Par- that's part of what you do. But as the Falcon takes damage, you have to fix it. Okay. Your engineer console lights up like the buttons and you have to push the lit up buttons to reroute power to get the Falcon. And if you don't, the, the, the pilot's handling will be off. Now, wait a minute. So you're sitting in a seat. You're you're in the third row. You're in the third row when you're the engineer, yes. Are you getting a good visual, though, of outside of space? <sighs> yeah. Like, like it's not bad. Um, like, I could tell what was going on. Okay. Um, but the console is off to your left-hand side, so I felt like sometimes I had to kind of be looking at the console to do my right. job. Um, but yeah, like, the, the, like, different buttons will all, like, as it takes damage, the buttons will light up, and you have to be, like, do-do-do-do-do, like, rerouting the power and fixing the Falcon, essentially, keeping it operational. What about, does the space, does it look like a screen, or does it have depth to it? I would say it has depth to it. I didn't. I I never felt like it was a screen. Um, I, it doesn't have the the same depth as like Flight of Passage, or even Star Tours because there's it's not three D. Right. I could see them doing like an update where they make it three D in the future. Like what ride did they do that on? They did it on something where they like it wasn't three D and then they added three. I mean, well, Star Tours, but like there was something else where I feel like they made it up. Uh, oh, uh, Universal. I feel like did that with um with Spider Man. Okay. Like made it 3D. I, I don't think it was always. Maybe it was always. You know, it was. It was always. It was always. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but like Star Tours, they made it 3D eventually, and I feel like this would have been a little bit better with 3D. Um, but I think it also might have like it didn't make me feel sick at all. Okay. Like well, not good. not at all, and I was worried about that because like the Jimmy Fallon ride at Universal is like the worst experience of my life. Simpsons also one of the worst experiences of my life. Like it activates the motion sickness. I think the lack of three right. D in uh, well Simpsons isn't three D, but you get what I'm saying. The lack of three D in um in this I think almost helps it in that in that regard. Okay, I like that. Um, but being a pilot, so I was you, there's a left pilot and there's a right pilot. The left, Just like Twix. Yes, the left pilot controls the left and right, and also fires the thrusters when you have to when you have to like speed away. Um, the right-hand pilot, which is Chewbacca's chair, controls the up and down, and that is the pilot that makes the jump to light speed. Oh, nice. So I got to make... I was, the, I was the right pilot. So I got to sit in Chewie's chair. I controlled the up and down, and when it was time to make the jump to light speed, I... Like, it's so funny, because, like, the buttons that you have to push, like, or levers that you have to pull light up when you have to use them, I needed no help. Like Honda, <laughs> Honda was like, right pilot, make the jump to light speed. And I immediately just reached over for the thing because I knew exactly what I had to do right. being a Star Wars fan. And anyone who's watched any Star Wars movies knows how to make the jump to light speed in the Falcon. However, I noticed that I don't know if it was something that the first part pilot did or if it was just like a random thing. So the first time we we did the mission, when we took when we jumped to hyperspace to go back, like at the end, the hyperspace like failed halfway through. And we really? ended, yeah, and we ended up like in a meteor storm and had to like blast our way out through meteors. The second time, well, when that I, sounds cool. Well, the second time when I was flying the ship, there was no hyperspace malfunction. Like I got us back. So I don't know like what happened to make that happen. If maybe like the guy let go of the hyperdrive too soon, or like I don't know what happened. 
Why? Do you have to hold it down the whole time you're in hyperspace? You, you can hold it down, but I don't know if you have to. Like when I let go of it, it, when you let go of it, it goes right back to its original position. Okay. So I don't know. I what don't know what ref- did that. What if you refuse to hit hyper the hyper drive? The hyper drive? Um, like what if you're like, no, no, I think we could just do this. <laughs> We're trying to save gas here. <laughs> Uh, this isn't fuel efficient. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I feel like at that point, Honda would probably like remotely trigger the hyperdrive, but like Scott, you uh, never know. Not make like, it yeah, like I wonder if it's possible to like blow up the Falcon and like your whole crew dies. <laughs> well, you guys didn't make it. Condolences. Yeah. Now you have to immediately leave leave Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> or like you'll go, but like nobody will interact with you because you're technically a ghost. Right. <laughs> This is the second Disney ride that you die on, first being Haunted Mansion. Only Ray can see you. Yes. You're Blue Force Ghost. <laughs> um, so Jim also asks, is the only entrance exit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge down back behind Toy Story Land? In glancing at the map, it looks like they can make a second entrance exit on the other side of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, close to Grand Avenue. I'm guessing this is to keep Star Wars Galaxy's Edge self-contained. Okay, so the main entrance to Galaxy's Edge is actually Grand Avenue. Right next to the okay. Muppets. Like, right. that's the main entrance. That's where I went in. There is an entrance and exit that goes into Toy Story Land. However, that wasn't open for the preview. It was just the main entrance. Because they have a whole big, huge, like, archway yeah. that leads in there. So, yes, there are more. there is more than one entrance and exit. Um, but, they, yeah, I didn't get to see the second one, essentially. Because they weren't letting anyone in there. If that okay. Uh, Dean Basilio asks... Or Dean Basilio asks... Might be a tough one to answer, but would you be able to ship your lightsaber home instead of potentially having an issue with the TSA? We went over this, obviously, uh, talking about the, um, you know, your friend's issue with the Captain RX-24 and the First Order. <laughs> it's different, though. I mean, shipping merch, and I don't know how they're going to do the shipping the lightsaber. Now, listen, they have to have a way. Don't tell me that Disney is selling all these lightsabers with, and doesn't right. have a way to ship it home. Now, having said that, I'm not going to ship mine home. My son mm-hmm. wants to have his for the trip. Yeah, it makes sense. So we are going to basically carry them on the planes, I think. that That's fun. Yeah, they'll let you do that. You know, I mean, it'll be it, the, the blades and the lightsaber will be separate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, I am going to ship my droids, so I hope they have. Well, I don't know, to... Pete. The first order might be cracking down on shipments and not you letting. You joke, but until I get that thing shipped, I'm going to be, you know, slightly like, anxious. About right, it. right. Well, no, like because I can imagine you trying to ship a lightsaber and then being like, uh, like, oh, lightsabers are illegal, sir. This is the first order. But that remember, I'm pretty sure. Can you also go to guest relations at Hollywood Studios and be like, hey, I want to ship this? I don't know. You know, in the past, I mean, I've shipped things, I think, every trip I've ever gone on, but I've always shipped it at the point of purchase. Right. But I feel I feel like also that it's possible to ship things from your resort. Like, I feel like the front desk will do that. I'm not 100% on that, though, because I've never had to do it, but I feel like I've heard someone say that before. But I mean, so, but here's the difference. So are we shipping things that are Disney purchases or, I mean, can I ship this, like, you know, random thing I brought to... Yeah. No, you know what like, I mean? Like I would say it would be the um you're shipping your Disney purchases, like right. like a lightsaber. Moving on uh to our last question here. Um Megan Lagoff asks, could you rank Smuggler's Run against other Disney rides? Oh, that's a great question. That is a really good question. I guess the things that you would have to rank it against would be other motion simulators, right? 
I would definitely want to know. I mean, I look at Flight of Passage as the top of the game. Yes, exactly. Um, I will say it's not... This is a really hard... Because I've been debating this question in my head. Like, is it better than Flight of Passage? Um, To be honest, technically, like from a technical and experience standpoint, I would say no. Okay. I would say Flight of Passage is probably more impressive from a fan perspective, yes. Okay. Because this is a thing, like, the fact that I am now in the Millennium Falcon, I'm pulling the hyperdrive lever, I'm, you know, sitting at the Dejaric board, I'm, expl- I'm looking at the Porg nests you know, that are all that's throughout the... that's interesting to me. Like, I'm going to want to get, like, pictures of, like, me and my family in the Falcon. Like, There's time. What the... There is time. Yeah. So here's how, people... here's how it works. Um... You go through the queue, and I got to say, this queue moves super fast, but that might be because there's no fast pass yet. Right. Um, you get a bunch of different, like, first you go through, like, the, like, Hondo's, like, building, and you can hear Hondo and, like, his employees, like, talking on the loudspeaker. At one point, you there's a Sabak table just sitting there with, like, a little radio, and you can hear RX-24 DJing from the cantina through the radio. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so there's like a giant engine kind of like hanging in the middle of the thing. You go through a couple different rooms. You get a bunch of really cool views of the giant Millennium Falcon that's outside the, the ride. Um, right. And I got to say, you can see all the pictures you want about of this Millennium Falcon. You don't get the sheer scope and scale of it until you are there. It is massive. Okay. Massive, massive, massive. Um. So you get a bunch of different views of that. There's like a bunch of different like um there's lots of different things to see. The the major entertainment comes from the the voices that you hear. Uh but then once you you get into the pre-show room where the Hondo animatronic is. And man that when that animatronic was up and running, it was fantastic. But uh, <clears throat> but uh <laughs> there was a, there was a moment. I actually have this moment on video, but I didn't put it in the Morty vlog uh, because I thought it might be like jarring for kids. Um the Hondo was just like talking and like moving, and he's like, oh, "You've flown with me before, and blah blah blah." And I'm Hondo Onaka, and then all of a sudden he just stopped and he just slumped forward. Okay, just looked like he just passed out. <laughs> uh, so the second time I rode the ride, when we got to that room, the animatronic was covered up, and Hondo appears on the video screens on either side, and he's just like, hello, my friends, I am Hondo Onaka, I'm sorry I cannot be there to greet you in person. So I'm like, oh, okay, we have a plan B. You know, for... I mean, they have to. Yeah, you know? well, because you don't want a Yeti situation. Right, let's just shine some lights on this Hondo and make it seem like he's moving. Exactly, <laughs> put put a strobe light on Disco Hondo. Right. Um, but, uh, so then you are taken into the Falcon, and you're in like that communal area where the Dejaric board is and like all the and, uh, you know, oh, but before you get in there, you're given a card with a color and a role on it, whether it's pilot, gunner, engineer. Um, and so then you, yeah, then you go into the um, the ship's hold and you can like wander around and take pictures and, you know, take pictures of the Dejaric board, which I did and everybody was doing like people were queuing up and taking pictures there. There's no photo pass person in there, but it's the cast members will take your phone and take a picture for you. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then they call you by color. Okay. Uh, they'll, they'll be like, all right, um, we're now, uh, you know, green, you know, the green crew. And if you're green, you go and you follow them. They take you into the cockpit. You do the attraction. Uh, there's another little Hondo area, like before you get into the cockpit. Um, 
you do the attraction as you leave if the falcon has sustained heavy damage there will be like damage in the hallway as you leave oh wow yeah um and then you're let off into like this tunnel kind of like the kind of like the tunnel you're let off in from flight of passage only there were like no cast members down there so i got lost <laughs> like i literally didn't know how to get out i spent like five minutes kind of wandering this tunnel looking for a way out right right um but yeah i i mean so yeah it's better i i will say it's better than star tours well i hope so well yeah i i know but um i would say better than star tours way better than any motion simulator that universal has okay um including you know spider-man and transformers which i love uh way better than that jimmy fallon disaster um I'm trying to think of other rides I can compare it to. I mean, it's not going to give you the thrills of a roller coaster. But right. it's it, here's the thing that puts it over Flight of Passage, in my opinion. Every time you ride Flight of Passage, it's the same thing. It's the same wonderfully impressive thing. This is combining a it's combining an, an e-ticket attraction with a video game. Right. Like a gaming company actually helped design it, I read. And it's different every time you do it. So, you know, depending on, you know, also depending on where you are. Like if you have if you have two 5-year-olds as your pilots, you're 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 in you're out of luck. Right. That's something I'm concerned about. Yeah. I'm hoping rolling in there is a 4 that maybe we get lucky and get to be the pilots and gunners. Um, most likely, because you're either gonna, so you'll probably get, um, like if there's somebody, if there's a party of one or two, if there's a party of two, you get them, and they'll probably end up being your engineers, or you'll get like two single riders because there is a single rider line for this. Okay, I mean the other thing about this is my daughter desperately doesn't want to be a pilot. Okay, well she doesn't have she- to. Be. She doesn't want to, like, she wants to go on. She doesn't want to have to, like, you know, actually do, do, like, piloting. So I'm like, perfect. So I imagine it would be me and Ethan. Yeah, and then then Heather and Abby would be the gunners. Yeah. I mean, I think Abby would like the engineer, too. He's not a lot of responsibility. Well, yeah. You just got to fix the ship. But if she's an engineer, then that probably means we're the gunners, and I'd rather be the pilot. So we'll see how that breaks down. Well, and that's the thing I'm worried about. Like, with I'm like, oh, a single rider line. I can easily take that in the future and get in there, no problem. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Every time I take the single rider line, there's no way I'm not an engineer. Right. Like, I feel like, like, listen, the engineer role is cooler than I thought it would be. But I really feel like when they were pitching this ride, they were like, all right, we're going to have two pilots and two gunners. And then somebody at Disney was like, yeah, but we really want to sit six per, um, six per car. And they were like, oh, okay, well, we can have to uh engineers like i was by myself so i didn't have any friends of mine with me but then but if i was ever on there with friends if i was an engineer i'd totally be speaking in a scottish accent the entire time not cool no inje- in- injecting a little a little track into the wars can't do it can't do it can't do it uh so that's all of our questions so thank you to everyone that, that asked the questions um but here but the one thing like if Rise of the Resistance is going to be the big attraction for Galaxy's Edge, no doubt right, in my I mind about that. that. And apparently, yeah, I think that's the big one. Yeah, and I've been hearing tale that like Rise of the Resistance is like a thirty-five minute experience. That can't be true. Yeah, I've heard that. That's that's what I keep hearing because you go to different areas and you go to different rooms and you requeue. I'm, and, I'm like, down with it if it is. I am too. But that's going to be like the big impressive one. 
um, Smuggler's Run is, I guess the, the way you would have to like describe it to another land would be, it's the Navi River journey of this land. Well, let's hope. Let's but, hope. but it's still awesome. Like it's on par. It's just about on par with Flight of Passage in my mind. I know some people are going to poo-poo that and be like, no, it's not. Flight of Passage is so much better. And yeah, to an extent, it probably is. But you're still flying the Millennium Falcon. But like it's the secondary attraction of the of the land, from what I understand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for them to open when you have two rides that are both you know e tickets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for them to open the better one first. Ironically, do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah, the because then there's nowhere to go but down. Right. So I would I would agree that the Smuggler's Run is probably the lesser of the two, although I don't think it's probably lesser by a great extent. Well, I think it's also the more complicated of the two because you know you're dealing with. The fact that it's not done yet. Right. <clears throat> but I, like I was saying before, like, I, I feel like we're like, it's odd that like Disneyland started construction first, but we get it first. And I honestly think it's because they realize that the more it's the more profitable property. Yeah, I think it's as far as I listen, I think that because they recognize that about Disney World, it's also the reason that Disneyland opened first. I know that might not make sense, but I think that they realize that this is the bigger show, the bigger moneymaker. Yes. Which is why they wanted to open it there. And I mean, think about all the things they kind of changed on the fly in Disneyland, even as far Mm -hmm. as like lightsabers like they didn't really have a reservation system set up um you know it's like a pilot program almost like right there's all kind of stuff that grew as they were doing it that's the reason why disneyland got it first but as far as a complete you know thing there that's disney world is gonna is gonna have that first yeah yeah 100 percent um so the one thing that wasn't asked in the questions that i do want to touch on before we end is food Right, which is a big part of it. Yeah, so like I said, I wasn't able to get in the cantina, but I did go to Ronto Roasters when I first got there, and I got the Ronto wrap. Um, okay. Really good. A really good pita wrap. Like, it was like a gyro or gyro, whatever you want to say it, with like a spicy sausage in it, and it was very, good. Now, this very is good. actual Ronto that you're eating. Of course, it's Ronto. Right. Ronto tastes a lot like lamb, but um, okay. yeah, it's uh, it's actual Ronto. Um so the you have the Ronto wrap. There's also like a breakfast wrap there too, but I didn't get that. Uh, I really liked the Ronto wrap, and then I ate at Docking Bay Seven. I got the like shrimp noodle shrimp noodle salad because I thought it was going to be like a lo mein. It was not like a lo mein. It was more like it was like these you know those like really thin translucent almost like white noodles. Mm-hmm. It was those, and I was like, oh, mm. you know, I didn't like that. And it kind of tasted okay. it kind of tasted like ceviche, and I don't like ceviche. But if you like ceviche, you'd like this meal a lot. I should have got. I can't. I don't know what was what came over me. I really should have gotten like the ribs or like the the shank roast or something like, right. like the pot roast. I'm like, why didn't I get like? But it comes served in like this really cool like uh, black bowl that seems pretty the- well themed and it's just fantastic. Uh, All right. Yeah. No. Nothing but nothing but positive. Like honestly, I was trying to find something negative to say about this, and I I, I can't. Like, I was so impressed with it from every angle, every standpoint. Now, when you, I mean, this is, I feel like we're going to have to do this again after it opens and you go more. Yeah. Like, photo pass photographers. Everywhere. Were there at different locations? Yes. Uh, there's so, one, there, if I go there, I love photo pass, I can get a bunch of Star Wars photo pass pictures. There was a photo, I'll tell you the ones that I remember off the top of my head. There was one uh, with the X-Wing, there was one with the A-Wing, there was one with the Falcon, 
There was one by Kylo Ren's ship. Um, they were all over the place. The photo pass photographers. Okay. Good. So, but they're dressed differently. Like they don't wear the Disney photo pass outfit, obviously. But they have a camera, so they you do know. have a camera. Yeah, but and once you realize what they're, what they're dressed like, they're all pretty much dressed the same. Um, and the um, you know the 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 name tags are the same shape as the cast member name tags, but they're completely different. Right, like it's it, in Arabic. It looks like it's in Aramesh, but it's like actual letters. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I was just in awe of it, and I'll see how I feel on the 29th when I'm there um, on opening day. <laughs> we'll you know we'll see how that goes, but uh, other than that, yeah, man, like just very positive experience. I can't wait. I can't wait to go. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to be like monitoring that my Disney Experience app. Like you have no idea for the you know five weeks between that opening and me going there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty exciting. And I mean, how cool! I, I mean, I think there's a good chance that Kevin and Pete are going to be at. Star Wars land together for this for is, a little bit there. This is true. This is very very true. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get a picture with the Falcon. Um, the uh, you know the um, the one thing I wish that they would do is I wish they would utilize that push technology to get like a BB-8 or an R2D2 rolling around. Yeah, I mean, how could they not? I don't even think it needs to be the push technology. I well, mean, they these have... things exist. I mean, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they have it. You go to Star Wars Celebration, there was a re- there was a real BB-8 rolling around. Yeah, of course. So, all right, any any other questions you personally have about Galaxy's Edge that I can answer? You know, not at the moment, but I'm sure I'm going to think of more. So next episode, yeah. I'm positive I'll be asking something else. All right, awesome. Well, um, folks, if you want to see more of what I'm talking about, you can check out Morty Monster's uh, vlog live from Galaxy's Edge. He had a great time. It's about a 30-minute vlog uh, going through every aspect of it except for the cantina, really. He does. He also doesn't get to go into the lightsaber or droid shops because he didn't have a reservation for that either. Um, right. Well, he could have gone into he could have gone into the droid shop, but he didn't want to like take up a space from someone that was actually making a purchase. Um, you know, the other thing with with the lightsaber shop that like we were talking about like the being in character thing. Like I I can just already hear like some exasperated mom from the Northeast who does not want to play along with the star Wars story being like, where's the lightsaber shop? And they're like, Oh, right. lightsabers are illegal, ma'am. I, I'm not playing your game. Where's the lightsaber shop? <laughs> like I, I can already hear it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm sure they have ways of dealing with it. Well, I mean, like I can, my parents would have never played along with it when I was a kid, like never. <laughs> Because, you know, my dad is still like you mentioned Star Wars over to my dad. His his running gag is still to this day like, oh, is that a movie? That's pretty funny. Yeah, he's never seen even a second of Star Wars. And I think at this point it's like a badge of honor that he's never seen it. Like he doesn't want that's really weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. By the way, wow, your Haunted Mansion sleeve is coming together. I just saw the Madame Leota on your arm. Yeah. Wow. When this is done, it's going to be. That is impressive, my friend. It's going to be pretty awesome. That is impressive. I'm going back. Did you see this can the floating candelabra? What? Oh How my cool goodness! You need, can you take some pictures of this today so that I can post in the group so uh, uh, listeners can I mean, see? I don't know if it's really ready, but we're getting there. Do you see? Look at this big one. Oh, fantastic! I mean, they, oh, with the hitchhiking ghosts—that's amazing. Yeah, ghost. Well, it doesn't matter I, that it's not done. They like seeing the I, progress. That's true. I really should. Uh, yes, I will do that for you. Thank you. Uh, I am going back on September 1st and 15th. I don't know. I, I imagine we're putting more into the mansion, but mm-hmm. pretty soon we'll be starting the uh, damask pattern of the wallpaper yeah. as the filler. 
Yeah. So it's gonna. I still got some time, but it's coming together. Oh, fantastic! All right. Well, if we've got nothing else to do uh, here today, then that's gonna do for two minutes in the mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and for going through uh, this like third week, third show in a row, all about Galaxy's Edge, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so we promise that we will be a return to form uh, coming up soon. We have we've had this like uh, best frozen treats, uh, kind of like sitting in the pipeline for a while. So I kind of want to do that one, or maybe a Disney in depth. We'll figure it out. We'll get to something. Soon. Soon, maybe a draft. We're, we're back to action, and now that Galaxy's Edge is out there, we will we will be um, you know more focused on other things. So uh, for those, of, I feel bad for our listeners who don't like Star Wars. Uh, because we've been not doing nothing but talking about this. Uh, folks, if you want to check out our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out over on uh, over at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or roguecomics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World or any Disney park, even Universal Orlando, check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you for nothing. Costs you nothing in return. Uh, you know, yeah, you can always find Dave at Magical, as Magical Travel Dave or email him DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you're running a Cripper Stroller, please check out our friends KingdomStrollers.com who will rent you the Cripper Stroller of your tubes and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And if you love our friend Morty Monster, and from what I've heard, a lot of you do enjoy him. So, And I, and I very much appreciate that as someone who's a close personal friend of his. Um Check out him on Facebook, facebook.com slash Morty Monster, on Instagram, Morty Monster and Friends, and on Twitter at Morty Monster BFF, as in Best Friends Forever. Uh, you can also find a link to his YouTube account on those. Uh, and for me, folks, my books still on Amazon.com. Check them out. Just look up Kevin J. Kessler on Amazon. And uh, folks, thank you for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? I can't wait to do it again next week. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday, folks. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse.